Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, dummies. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the School for Dumb Women. This week, we spoke to comedian and bat expert Roddy Shaw, who told us all about how bats work and why they're integral to the production of tequila. We talked for a bit longer than we could fit in, so in today's episode, we're unfolding our horrible bat wings and presenting the full conversation. Whilst crawling around in someone's house. And our elbows. Mmm, scary. So guys, for my section this week, I have a very special treat for us all. Um, I have a man who... What is that? Like a light projected onto the ceiling? The shape of a, a large bird? Do we have Do we have bird man? Oh, sorry. Hang on. My bad. Uh, let me just uh, change the slide there. Like... Oh, a bat! Batman! Batman's here. Yes, we have the Batman, Caroline. Um, we have our third man ever on here, so it's becoming a bit like a mock the week for men. Um, and soon there'll be two on here in one show in 11 years' time, of course. Not on my watch, man. <laughs> I will sooner resign. Um, we've got a bat conservation expert and stand-up comedian, Roddy Shaw. Hi, Roddy. Hello. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's quite quite the mantle you've just put on my shoulders yeah. there. Which Batman mantle. did you play? Were you the Batman with Jack Nicholson or the Batman with Morgan Freeman? The, I was the, the one way back, the Adam West one. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, classic. God, Batman you're looking classic. good for your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the eyebrows drawn onto the kind of whatever material oh, mask thing he had. Amazing. The, real, the can, real classic. Can you do yeah. us an Adam West impression? No. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, Roddy, uh, what's a bat? <laughs> Excellent question. Uh, so, they are um, they're the only mammal capable of powered flight. <gasps> what do you oh, mean ooh. by powered flight? What about birds? Are they, no, they're no, not, not mammals. mammals. No. Not a mammal, uh, Hannah. Because they're birds. I need to go back to my GCSEs. <laughs> So there are th- there are things like uh, sort of ironically called flying squirrels, which can't actually fly. There are things that can glide, that oh, can jump off trees and sort of parachute their way down. Bats are the only thing that can go up on their own. Sort of everything else can everything else can fall with style. Okay, Toy right. Story style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bats are the only thing which can go up of their own. Wow. Power. Oh, aren't they clever? So they're great. Yeah. Remind me, what are the kind of trappings of a mammal? Is that you can feed your own babies, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the main deal. That's the main one, yeah. So they so have milk. You can milk yep. a bat and it can fly. <gasps> yeah. You can milk a bat. Uh, yeah, you could. You'd have to really... Be honest. Want to. Tw- tweezer it in there, yeah, and want to, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever milked a bat? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, um, sounds like you've had some drunken nights in yeah, the bat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, have you ever had like a baby bat who's maybe their mother died and you had to create like a fake bat nipple in order for them to be <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe out of your finger? Wrap it up in a tiny flannel. Yeah. Yeah, or like the like the Robert De Niro fake boob in um 
what was it? Meet the Meet the Parents. Oh, meet yeah. the, meet so the, meet the fuckers. fuckers. Or the sequ- yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so tiny, you, tiny, have tiny you worn titty. a bad boob? <laughs> I haven't worn a tiny bat titty. No. no. So what, Roddy? What is your actual job? So my job is um, here in the UK. There are 18 species of bats. All of them are protected. Um, oh, they why? live in houses and stuff like that. Do they? Yep. That's where all the council houses are going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, if anyone finds one, they call me. And uh, <gasps> and yeah. <gasps> and all then the does the silhouette appear? Yeah, in the sky, <laughs> and uh, and building work stop. That is amazing. Yeah. Why so, are they so protected? Are they endangered? Uh, they so there's sort of two things. Yeah, they've their numbers have been going down, sort of historically in a sense, because as we've been developing our urban world, we've obviously been knocking down the kind of yeah, natural one sort of thing. Twats. Yeah, famously four hundred and eight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's that, but also they're really interesting indicators of their environment because they're extremely fragile little creatures. I mean, the biggest one we've got, if you lay your hand out flat in front of you, the biggest one in Britain would just cover the four fingers on your hand. Really? And the smallest... Including wings? No, that's like wings folded up, kind of lying with its head there, head on your finger on your left. Yeah, yeah, and your tail on one on the right. Wow. And then the smallest one, which is the most common, would only cover two fingers from head to tail lying across them. Cute! That's so cute. Would you say they're cute? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, not that I'm biased or anything, but yeah. Um, Do you get much one-on-one experience with the bats? Not in what I'm doing at the moment, um, because I'm doing this kind of much more people side thing of when people find it, they call me and I organise the bat to be cared for sort of thing. Um, But there's a network across the country of 100 and something plus, maybe close to 200 sort of volunteers who care for bats. So I have gone out to visit like a bat hospital, which was just this lady... (gasps) It was just this lady who lived in a proper like snow white cottage. You had to go through a forest and then you oh came out God. and she had this converted all these converted rooms with just bats that she was rehabilitating. Because they live for about thirty years. Do they? Why? Yeah. Tiny, tiny bats that we have. People have this idea that they're these flying mice and they sort of chew through your walls and they mm, yeah. all the rest. But they live for thirty years, they have one baby a year, they care for it because they have to teach it how to fly. So some of the orphan ones that she's had, because they've basically never had their mum to teach them how to fly, they don't know how to fly. And she's they... definitely got a fake bat teat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone does, it's her. Um, but, yeah, so so there's people all up and down the country who completely self-fund, volunteer, put in their own time. And she was saying, so at the moment, we've just started their maternity season. So the other day, I think we had the first call of a baby pup born in Britain. Oh, they're called pups. They're called little baby pups, yeah. And when they're born, they're about the size of a 50 pence piece. (gasps) Oh, God, I want a baby pup for a pet. (laughs) If that. Um, And so they're they're just all having their babies now. And she was saying that at the peak of the season, so around July, when they're all having it, for the whole of the thing, she'll get about five hours sleep a night. (gasps) And this woman's in her... 70s or 80s she's an absolute hero she's just given everything to the bats how's her Adam West impression Uh, pretty good pretty good (laughs) her Christian Bale is exceptional (laughs) so yeah so so, so my job isn't quite as hands on with the bats but I organise the the getting them to the care and all the rest Um, so yeah so as to why they're protected um, because they're so delicate in a sense that they re- need really specific conditions, like mm. they need to have just the right temperature to, to kind of roost. They need 
a month for insects and all the rest. Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as she goes off to her roost <laughs> in the winter months to then God, reappear. She so is a new... bat, isn't she? She yeah, is yeah. a bat. She's also very delicate, as per her song. Yeah. Um, so maybe the government would be interested in her as well because <laughs> they can help tell you how healthy the environment is. Oh. Because they're so. Because fr- if you think about it, pigeons can live everywhere with oh. or without their own yeah. limbs, practically. Yeah. Okay. Oh. They don't even need feet to get by. I bet there's no pigeon conservationists. No. No, exactly, right? Um, So they tell you nothing about the state of the place. But because bats are so delicate, it's the equivalent of almost like taking your temperature when you're sick. It's like the first thing your doctor does to work out how healthy you are, check your temperature. Because if there's anything wrong with you, that's going to change first. So if you've got these really delicate animals, which need really specific countryside, healthy environment sort of thing, you look after them, they can tell you how good everything is. So if they start plummeting, you're like, right, something's happening that we need to look into. And then the secret community of bat people assemble. Led by Taylor Swift. Led by Taylor Swift, yeah. Who is herself a bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is quite ironic for someone whose last name is a bird. But Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So what's the, <laughs> what's the biggest bat? You said in the UK we've got 18 species, but what's the biggest bat in the world? I think it's either the Philippines fruit bat or the one in Madagascar, which might be called the golden something fruit bat, but its wingspan's about six feet. <gasps> That's oh taller goodness. than us, but not you. Yeah. Yes. A tall man. Yeah. Roddy is a tall man. A tall man. Yeah. <laughs> so if it was sideways, wings out, it would reach like, I don't know, my nose, my eye, something like that. Oh, um, that's horrible. What, Big bat. what can you say as to the accuracy of the plot of the film Ace Ventura when nature calls? With the uh, <laughs> great white bat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, famously. Is that um, all true? Uh, so, <laughs> yes, that was a documentary, Caroline. <laughs> no, so bits of it are. So in that, aren't the he tracks it down or something? There's there's some bit in that about guano, right? Bat yeah, guano, yeah, which yeah. is bat mm. droppings, right? And they make it into everything, yeah. And that was there's ba- you you can group bats into two main things, right? There's the ones that eat insects and sort of echolocate, which are the ones that we have with like the wrinkly faces and they're really small and they go Ooh. around eating insects. And the other group of bats are the big fruit bats. So these live in like Australia, Africa. There's not as many, I think, in South America, but that might be wrong. And they're the big ones. So the one in that was a fruit bat, right? Mm -hmm. And so fruit bats, much more so than the other ones, are the ones which produce guano, which is this really, really fertile stuff. So back in the day, that was a huge resource. And they used to mine it for fertilizer. They'd ship it to Europe from, they'd go into caves and like mine it out. And the nitrogen, I don't know if it's the nitrogen or the phosphorus in it was used to make gunpowder in like World War, one of the World Wars. Guano was, it was a massive. Is that where the phrase batshit crazy comes from? (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't know, but that'd be great. (laughs) If if it was having all these kind of territory wars over who gets the batshit, like they're going batshit crazy. They're going batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I mean, I just... started that as a joke, but... Uh... No, I think we've cracked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in that respect, in the film, yeah. with that being, like, that is completely, it's really... And then there's a bit, because there's a rare bat and there's a whole tribal war over the possession of this bat. That... Yeah. Is that happened too? I mean, I am, I, I am Batman, not African tribal war man. So I can't or speak for that. next week. Yeah. <laughs> the films of Jim Carrey, man. Yeah. Um... Although he's great. Can you get a white bat like the one in the film though, or is that made up? Yes, there's some which are white. There's a couple which are like striped, 
There's some whose wings, when they go out, have like stripes on them. Oh, they're they're really, pretending really, to be bees. Really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because if it's not batshit crazy, they're the bees' knees. Oh um, yeah. We heard that last and week. And we actually. learned about that yeah. last week. Yeah. Did you? Apparently, in the 1920s, there was a real phase for um, on radio just putting animals with body parts to fill time because they had all this airtime. Doesn't need to feel oh. so like you know what's funny? Cat's pajamas. Do you know what else is funny? Bees' knees. Oh. Yeah. I heard um, that the dog's bollocks comes from when it was like old printing press or something to do with printing press. And at the end of the typing, they would put a semicolon and a hyphen, which yeah. signified like the end or something like that. Or that was the symbol that would hang outside the printing press, a right, semicolon and right. a hyphen. And that oh. became known as the dog's bollocks. Oh, ah, that's pretty good. Mm. Wow. Good that's fact. Weird. But not a bad fact. Stay no, on. not a bad fact. Stay on point, exactly. I have some more questions. Yeah. You said that the small bats eat insects mm-hmm. and stuff. What do the guano producing bats They're eat? the fruit bats, fruit right? Fruit bats. Oh, they eat fruit. Oh, right. They eat fruit. That makes more sense, yeah. Yeah, so the smaller ones, um, there's all, in science, everything's trying to be grouped and ungrouped and regrouped. And at the moment, all the bats together make the chiroptera which is from Greek, I think Cairo is hand and Optera is wing. So hand wing, because their wing is literally their hand. Okay, oh, wow. so The things which come out of it are their fingers, which are incredibly elongated. Oh. Oh. So whole, less cute, much less cute. Their whole yeah. wing is their hand. So they were the Megachiroptera and the Microchiroptera, so the big bats and the small bats, and now it's like the Ying Chiroptera and the Yang Chiroptera. They've just changed it to be Ying and Yang. Oh, much more zen. Yeah, right? Mm. Um, so the smaller ones... Most of them eat insects, but there are other ones which eat nectar. Um, that's what the vampire bat belongs to. So there are some which eat blood. Um, well, I think just the vampire bat eats blood. Uh, there are some which eat fish um, and other things, frogs and all of that. But then mm. the bigger ones, the fruit bats, just fruit. Wait, so do they like catch fish and frogs? How do they, or do they sort of find them dead? So this is where bats start to get crazy because they navigate the microchiroptera. Um, so the small ones navigate using echolocation, mm. which is sending out the signal, waiting for it to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And how precise they are with that is insane. The ones which catch fish detect the fish <gasps> because they echolocate the ripples on the surface oh, of wow. the water. That's so oh smart. God. That is oh, how clever. how tiny a difference in their environment their echolocation can pick up. And that's why a lot of them, when you see these pictures of like you know, oh, ugly as bats, and they've got these huge wrinkled faces. Yeah. A lot of what that is is incredibly precise sonar equipment which like funnels sound into certain place because you'll see them they'll have eyes which work but it will be behind this like radar dish coming out of their nose Mm. because some of them um, do it by clicking with their mouth some of them send a signal out through their nose the the different ways they do it is insane but it's so precise that they can detect the differences in the ripples of water oh and then they'll go and catch the fish and and then they'll catch the fish because they know how under the water it is from that that's so smart but then never bats but then there are other ones so there's one here there are this group called the long-eared bats which yeah have long ears um (laughs) and they spaniel yeah um they're really cute they're they're my favorite and uh and their ears go up like these big radar dishes anyway and (laughs) they hunt moths but the moths have evolved to be able to hear the bat's echolocation. Wow. So now they're in this evolutionary arms race between the wow. moths and the bats, where for the... M- team bat. For the yeah, bat, team bat. Fully team bat, yeah. For the bats to combat the moths, their echolocation has gotten quieter and quieter and quieter. So as it's gotten quieter, the ears have had to get bigger for them to hear it. Mm. So now they essentially echolocate with a whisper. 
And when we went to visit that lady I was mentioning earlier, the Snow White Bat Carer, she had 16, <laughs> like 15 of the 18 British species in her house and she showed us all. And you can get bat detectors which can pick up their echolocation and turn it into a signal we can hear, basically. And she'd have a bat in one hand and the thing in her other, arms outstretched for all of the species you could hear it. So it's loud enough that that signal, they can work out two metres, well, not that her arms are two metres, but my yeah. arms are two metres in front of her, right? Yeah. But then the, the long-eared bat, you could only hear it when it was just, just in front of it because they're whispering with their echolocation because oh if the God. moth hears them, they fly away. And it is said, I don't know if it's one of these like apocryphal facts, that their hearing is so acute that they start not even with echolocating, they just listen for the moth fluttering and that they can hear a ladybird walking on a leaf. Wow. Oh my God, nature is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to go even crazier, because they're in this arms race with the moths, some moths have started to fight back in a sense. There's one in Indonesia which they recently discovered. And this is where nature really goes off the deep end. And this moth, like, clicks its own genitalia. Oh, my God. What? To make a signal that interrupts the echolocation. Wow. So if you catch one of these moths, because however this works... the what Is this like cock blocking? Something like that. Yeah, but literally, exactly. So the moth's um, genitals, like, inside of it or something. And then if you play a signal like of the of the bat's call the moth then starts going mental with its knob and, Nob. yeah basically <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and making a signal to disrupt the sonar of the bat so we're just in this constant war of the bat's ears getting bigger going quieter the moths oh coming up God. with something Jesus. to interrupt yeah. when are they going to make like ants the sequel but yeah. it's just like the cold war between yeah. moths and it's bats. very good mm. should we do a bat lightning round where you just like we'll do all our questions and then you can just do like two word answers <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what I get. Yeah. Two words, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this won't be two words. This okay. Is, um, so, is what's the association with vampires? Is it just the vampire bat? What came first? So, the vampire bat was discovered after we'd created vampire, which is insane because we came up with a myth and nature had already invented it. <gasps> no. Good, good, good lightning round. Good yeah. lightning round. Okay, um, could I have a bat as a pet? No. <laughs> Good lightning Um Are bats monogamous? I don't know, but they mate in the autumn and the female keeps the sperm inside of her for all of winter and ovulates in spring when it's warm and that's when she fertilises herself. So there's that's my good. answer on bat sex. Too many jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Too many <Can't> jokes. <laughs> 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are they are they soft to touch or are they wiry? Very, and they purr. <gasps> they purr! When and we so went... why can't they be a pet? Uh, because you have to spend your days pulling heads off mealworms to feed oh. them. Oh, you'd do that anyway. I would, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> Caroline has a dog. That's the same. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what you do. Just leave her mealworms in her bowl. Yeah. yeah. Do bats live with other bats? They do, don't they? Yes. So some of their colonies, I think the biggest colony in the world is in Texas. And I think it's got something like over half a million wow. in this cave. So in World War II, before America landed on the atomic bomb as being the kind of solution for the war, like the weapon that was going to win it for them, Mm -hmm. the running plan was this thing called the bat bomb. So they'd go out, catch a load of bats. On each bat, they would strap a tiny bat pack with uh, like grenade on a timer, basically, (gasps) which would would start a fire with like some napalm in it. And they were going to load all of these into, like, canisters, fly over Japan, where the buildings were mostly made of, like, wooden paper, drop them. At a certain altitude, the canister would open. The bats would fly out. They'd see the buildings. They'd go into the buildings to roost. (gasps) And then the timers would set off, and it would burn all the buildings down. Oh, my God. And that was their, on it, like, US government-backed... Sorry, was this World War I or World War II? Two. Two. World War II. Yeah. That was their plan. Yeah. We had, think- we had the cinema in World War II. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's mad. That is, that is so, like, somebody getting too stoned and then yeah. going to the meeting and being yeah. like, okay, so Bill, like, what have you got for us? How are we going to end the war? <laughs> the bat plan. <laughs> bat strap, backpacks. You can completely bats. imagine the sort of board behind them with the red string all over the place. Like, Japan, <laughs> wood houses, bats, love wood. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, bat bomb! Roddy has just pulled a book out of his bag called The Bat Bomb. Mm. Well, not even a the, just bat mm. bomb. <laughs> the caption is World War II's other secret weapon. Yeah. Holy shit. I am f- and that's not even fiction. No, not. So, going back to the roost thing, one of the reasons they could do it there is because it's the Mexican free-tailed bat, I think, is the one they were going to use, which is the one which roosts in these colonies of about half a million. So they just had, like, bats on tap. And, and they, they knew thought, that they'd want back to on, back of... on, back on, yeah. back. <laughs> and they thought we can, we can use that. We can... I love how like there was just no animal conservation laws back no. then. Like we'll just blow up half a million bats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it, but it absolutely worked. So because at the time it was like you know you can see a bat, you can't see an atom. What you're going to chuck at Japan? The thing you can see, kind of. That was how they saw it yeah. in their in their rationalizing it. Um, but the only time they tested it in a sense. It obviously never got to deployment, but there was this brand new built like air hangar for the Air Force. And they were a complete like rogue team who'd kind of the army didn't quite know how to place them because how do you fit a load of weird scientists trying to blow up Japan with bats? Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) And they were like, oh, before you open your before you open your new air base officially, let's use it as a demonstration site for the bats. We've got a runway. We can go up. We can deploy them. We can see if they head for the buildings. And it worked to such perfection that the bats burnt down the entire new <gasps> yes. American Air Force base. Oh my 
god! Now, of why course, is there not a film about this? Go bats! Now go we say bats. go bats. The bats very much died in this. Oh yeah. Because they oh, were strapped yeah. in. But that was a big part of the plan. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> why did um, they have to do it with the grenade? Couldn't they have just seen where the bats went? That seems oh, yeah. They did that or a couple like a times. Or something. But it was a case of <laughs> yeah. there was um. Uh, like there, there was the bat team who were working out how the bats would behave, but then there was the chemists who had to develop this timer device, right? Because you couldn't, if you're if you're loading a hundred thousand in, you couldn't wind a hundred thousand like kitchen yeah, timers yeah, on each one. Same, yeah. It had to be some kind of chemical thing, so it was like a temperature change when it hit the right. air, it would all oh. kind of go, so all the bats would go at once. Sort of, it was something oh. like that. But Yeesh. in the American test, and all these generals were out there, and none of them thought it was going to work, and then it just descended into <gasps> utter chaos. <laughs> The whole thing literally went up in flames around them. Oh my them. god! Fucking hell! Yeah. I mean, in a way, those bats died in a noble way yeah. to show the Americans that they were all horrible people. Yeah. Um, if I was to run into the world's biggest bat, mm. um, would he? I chatted up. <laughs> yeah. Would he like attack me, or would he be scared of me? He'd be scared of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that just but me specifically? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that, that was my question. Um, so what should like the average listener, if they find a bat in their home, what should they do? Call the National Bat Helpline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Text Roddy. get through to Roddy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if, if that's not really an option, if they're like out in nowhere. <laughs> so if it's, um, if it's flying in your house and it's flying really well, you know, yeah. it's, it's just coming through an open window a bit lost, close the door for the room it's in, Turn the light off, open the window. This is going to happen at night because that's when they're flying around. Right. And it will find its way. And oh, okay. If it's been caught by a cat or something like that or it's seen walking around on the floor because they can crawl <laughs> when they're on yeah, the floor. Yeah, they kind of walk Creepy. around like they're on stilts yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why are they on weird elbows? So the bit that they walk on is their thumb. So they're, oh, they see. kind of walk like that because yeah. all of their fingers fold up for their wing. Oh, and so they walk on their – essentially they walk on their wrist. Hmm. Um, and they have feet too, right? Yeah. Because yep. that's what they hang off. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Do they, and they do sleep upside down. So they there's 18 in the UK. Two of the ones we have do the proper traditional hang by the feet, wings round, like Hollywood kind of bat mm. thing. Okay. The other 16 sort of land and like crawl into crawl into crevices. But they, they yeah, they sort of orientate themselves upside down. But oh. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So to get back to that question, if you find a bat that's walking around <coughs> on its <Yeah>. thumbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you do? Do you like pick it up and so, put it in your pocket? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Definitely so not. Get like a get like a shoebox or something with a lid that you can contain it in. Um, pop a tea towel over it, wearing gloves just to avoid any bites and scratches. I'm now literally doing my job. Um, <laughs> pick it up nice and gently. Pop it in the shoebox. Put the lid on it. Actually, before you put the lid on it, get a little like milk bottle top with a little bit of water. Pop that in there. So the bat is nice and contained. It's cosy in its tea towel. It's got some right, water. Right. Call the National Bat Helpline. And how, how fast will they have someone out to me? Uh, depends. <laughs> when this happens. Yeah. yeah. Depends where you are. Have you got a handy jingle for the bat helpline? Like, oh, eight hundred double two double one five. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 Um, well, I, I'm trying to actually think what the number is now, but I never have to call it. Because yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm answering you it. You are so quite this is, that this is, Yeah, but if you Google Bat Conservation Trust, it will uh, oh, take you wow. to where you need to be. Yeah. I want to find a bat now. <laughs> find me a bat, Don't Caroline. go hunting for bats. <laughs> Track me a bat. Um, well, thank you very much, Roddy. Um, it's been 
very interesting. Yeah, it has. Oh, okay. Um, one thing we never asked: uh, why bats? <laughs> How did you get into bats? I did zoology and conservation at university, and I've oh. worked um, on some things around, like in Central America and Madagascar and stuff. And then I just like the weirder things, mm. you know. Like I'm not interested in saving the panda. That's on its yeah. way out. That's just, There's only yeah. two of them, isn't there? That's exactly. I've no time for them. No one's going to be like, yeah. I found a panda in my attic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, right. The the, ch- yeah, the panda helpline, very quiet. Yeah. Very quiet helpline, the panda helpline. Um, Everyone thinks it's a Chinese restaurant as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, so, and so, yeah, just, I don't know, like, like the weirder ones, but also they're... They get this awful rep because everyone thinks of these horrible, you know. But as I said, they live for 30 years. They look after their young. They're really cute. They're trying to catch moths by whispering. I mean, that's awesome. But also, they pollinate our plants. So tequila, the plant which makes tequila, is exclusively pollinated by bats. So no bats, no tequila. (gasps) Kind of that. They also pollinate avocados. I think they pollinate... I think they're involved in pollinating chocolate. They pollinate almonds. They pollinate... All the good stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah. right. So I love how you said they're involved in pollinating chocolates if they've got a business deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They <laughs> they've t- got exclusivity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't make it, but they curate it. Yeah, yeah. It's a sixty-forty split. Them and the yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do they pollinate stuff? Last question. Sorry, Hannah. So they, um, these are the species which eat nectar. So they literally fly up to drink oh, the nectar, get the pollen on their face, go to the next flower. Right. Okay. Along, along. Mm. So the flowers are having sex on their face. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yep, sexy flower nice. face bat time. Thank you so much, Roddy. I'm going to be messaging you on Facebook Messenger tonight with more bat questions. Do. Because I know Roddy in real life. Yes, <laughs> she um, does. For the people who don't know you in real life, can we? where can they pester you online? Mm. Or find out about upcoming comedy gigs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... The the best thing is probably so myself and a friend have a podcast of our own, oh. and that is probably the best thing because I haven't quite done the whole comedian page thing yet. Right. Uh, so it's called Missed Information. Oh. So um, that's got a Facebook page. You can go to there, and there's that is the channel to see Lovely. what's to what's see kick- more Roddy. Yeah, 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 to see what's kicking off. And that's yeah. uh, Roddy Shaw, not as he was introduced at a gig recently, Roddy Doyle, the no. novelist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or. Rowdy, as someone emailed me today at work. Rowdy? Yep. Hi, Rowdy. I was like, thanks. Yes, he's not Rowdy Doyle. He is Roddy Shaw. Yeah. Um, thank you, Roddy. You're thank welcome. You. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for listening to our bonus episode. We'll be back on Tuesday with a normal episode. So until then, good bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in or we will suck your blood. Which only one species of bat does. I'm Adam West. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.